Well, good afternoon and welcome to another edition of In Transition. I'm Randy McElligot. Let's get started with some live Duke Ellington from London with a Cootie Williams composition, and this one's called The Opener. Ellington recorded live in London, England, February the 20th, 1964. And we heard solos there from Paul Gonzalez, Buster Cooper, and Kat Anderson on a vehicle written by Cody Williams entitled The Opener. I'm Randy McElligot, and you're listening to In Transition on CHUOFM. And we're going to uh, listen now to some words from the great arranger, composer, and conductor Gerald Wilson the first of a multi-part series that we're going to be starting this afternoon on the life and times of Gerald Wilson. And we're, this afternoon, we're going to listen to Gerald Wilson reminiscing about his days with uh, the great Gerald, uh, with the great Jimmy Lunsford. 
When I was about seven or eight years old, I made my first baton, although I don't use a baton. I made one out of some sticks, and I would get up in front of the mirror, and I'd try to be like Cab Calloway in the movies. He was in the big broadcast of, oh, back in the 30s. I'd see a picture Duke had been in, what is Murder at the Vanities, and they had these little shorts for bands in those days, and I'd see them up there with their thing going on. I said, I'm going to be a band leader like those. Those guys, that's really what I wanted to be. I made up my mind then that I was going to be a band leader when I was a child. I was born in a little town in Mississippi, the name of the town, Shelby, Mississippi. It's uh, about 85 miles south of Memphis, Tennessee. It is about 50 miles north of Greenville, Mississippi, which is one of the kind of important little towns in Mississippi. Charlie Pride comes from there. Uh, Dan Grissom lived there, the great singer with the Lunsford Band. And uh, that's where Shelby is located. This is a very small town, by the way. I imagine uh, when I was born, there must have been about 200 people at most. Very small town, but a very nice little place. Very clean town, as clean as towns could be in the, when I was born, you know. I was born during the horse and wagon days. They were still parking horses and wagons on the street when I was born. <laughs> anyway, uh, my father was a blacksmith, a great honorable occupation, and a very needed occupation. Because, as I said, the horse and wagon and, and the buggies, they were really here in those days. And he was the only one, too. So he, he got all the business, too, by the way. My mother was a school teacher. She taught school in my hometown. They only had a grammar school. That's all they had for blacks. And uh, she taught there practically all of her career. She was also... A musician. She played the piano. She played for the church, and she played at the school when they needed the piano at the school. If they didn't have someone there that could play the piano, she would do it. So she was a she was a musician. She could handle all of this. She didn't care anything for jazz, by the way. I would like to say that my mother has never seen me perform in person in her life. The only time she saw me doing what I do was on the Red Fox show. Didn't like jazz at all. About this time, I had already heard, been hearing for many years already. I was hearing all the bands on radio after radio became very popular. Uh, in 1928, I was hearing Duke Ellington live from the Cotton Club. I was hearing Mills Blue Rhythm Band. I was hearing Erskine Tate and Earl Hines from the Grand Terrace and Carol Dickerson. Hearing these people all the time. I knew when they were coming on because I sold the radio guide in my hometown. And I knew what was going on with black people because in those days, as you know, 
black people were together, they were really together because they were very well segregated at that time. And uh, I knew what was going on because in my hometown, I sold the Chicago Defender, which was a black newspaper, a national paper. Uh, I sold the Pittsburgh Courier, which is a black paper printed in uh, Pittsburgh. And they had everything about what black people were doing. I sold the Baltimore Afro-American in my hometown. So I knew what was going on with the jazz and uh, black people and then the entertainment business. So at a very early age, I, I I was into this stuff. Then came my time to go to high school, and uh, lucky, I was a very lucky guy. My mother was able to arrange for me to go to school in Memphis, Tennessee, which was really the cream of the crop for the South as far as jazz. They had a lot of jazz in Memphis. And the school that I attended was a school by the name of Manassa High School. Jimmy Lunsford had been a teacher there. He was a teacher there at Manassa High. He was also the football coach or the athletic coach. He was a big husky guy and uh, he had been a college football player. Well, when I entered Manassa High School, Jimmy Lunsford was the hero of Memphis, Tennessee, and especially Manassas because he had taught there. These guys were already in New York City. They had already been in the East for a number of years with headquarters even in Buffalo, New York at one time. And they had become the new sensation of jazz bands. This was in 1932 and 1933 when I went to school in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. During that period, I only heard the Lunsford Band a couple of times on my crystal set. And they were coming from New York City. But in 1934, after I spent two years in Memphis, my mother sent me to school in Detroit, Michigan. And it was there that I heard my first records of the Jimmy Lunsford Band. And these were their hit records. One was Rhythm Is Our Business. One's called I'm Nuts About Screwy Music, which is fabulous, by the way. Uh, what are some of the other hits? Uh, my Last Affair, uh, Living From Day to Day, Stomp It Off. These were all big numbers for the Lunsford Band, and they were hit records. And it just mushroomed on into 1936 and 37, where they acquired Trummy Young, and then they had Margie, and then they had uh, Hell's Bells was a big hit for them. Jazznocracy, their theme song, White Heat. Jimmy Lunsford came to town to play the Michigan Theater, Detroit, Michigan. And while he was there, our school, which did this on many occasions, they would, if a big-time jazz band leader was in town at the theater, they would go over and ask him to, to come over to the school and hear our jazz band, which he did. I met him there at that time. I was playing in the jazz band we had there. I didn't do anything that's sensational or anything. I was just in the band, but I did meet him. But however, I met the band. I used to hang around the band. I'd go and uh, hang around Cy Oliver and Eddie Tompkins and uh, Paul Webster and Willie Smith and Joe Thomas and uh, all the guys in the band. I loved that band. It was just a fabulous band. I never thought I'd get a chance to play in it. 
Si Oliver liked me an awful lot. He used to take me when they'd come to town. They'd come to town, oh, three or four times a year. So that's, I'd see them quite often. But he would come. When he'd come, I'd hang out with him at the ballroom, like at the Greystone. He would put a chair beside him. And uh, he would let me sit beside him and just watch what was going on. Jimmy, he didn't mind. Jimmy, okay, it was okay. One day, uh, I was playing with the, uh, with the band in Detroit, the Plantation Club Band. And I decided to leave them because I wanted to join a young band that I had heard about that had just come from the Apollo Theater. They were from Ohio. The name of the band was Chick Carter, Chick Carter's band. Snooky Young played in that band. They were playing in Saginaw, Michigan, and they needed a trumpet player, so they called me and asked me if I would come and play with them. I did. I went with them. So they had two more jobs left. One was in Flint, Michigan, which was about a week or two later, and then one in Dayton, Ohio, which is Snooker's home. So I went back to Detroit, waited until we played Flint, Michigan. We played Flint, and when we finished the job in Flint, Snooker Young and Mitchell Woods, who's later called Booty Woods, trombone player, later played with Duke Ellington, Count Basie, fine trombone player. They said, come on, Gerald, and go to Dayton with us. Their home was in Dayton, Ohio. I said, come on and go to Dayton. Said, and we were going to battle Erskine Hawkins, by the way, Chick Carter's band. We were battling Erskine Hawkins at the auditorium. And uh, I was walking down the street in Dayton, and we passed by the black YMCA. And a kid ran out. He knew Chick Carter's band. They, they, of course, the band was from Ohio. And he knew that these were musicians from the Chick Carter band. So he ran out and he said, is there a guy here named Gerald Wilson? I said, yeah, I am. I'm Gerald Wilson. He said, well, I got a wire here for you that came here from New York City. Here it is. I opened it up. It was a wire from Jimmy Lunsford. He says, if you would like to join my band, call this number. I didn't call it right then, by the way. We were going to play this battle that night with Erskine Hawkins, so I didn't call him. And uh, when we got to the dance, I was talking with my friends out of the Erskine Hawkins band. I knew all of them. I had met them, had hung out with them for years, like uh, Dud Bascom, uh, Sammy Lowe, Jimmy Mitchell, Avery Parrish. I knew them all. I was hanging around with all these guys, and especially after... after uh, they would come to Detroit and get to know them. So they said, hey, Gerald, I heard you got a wire from Jimmy Lunsford to join his band. So it had gotten around with the band. That I, I said, yeah, I did. He said, well, what are you going to do about it? I said, well, I don't know. I'm going to stay with this band. I like this band. This is even before we played the gig that night. <laughs> so he says, you going to what? You going to stay with this band? You got a chance to go with Jimmy Lunsford? I said, yeah, I said, this is a good band here. And I said, they got some fine writers in the band, and they got some great players. I said, got a little trumpet player here that I love. His name is Snooky Young. I said, he's going to be the greatest, one of the greatest trumpet players in the world. And uh, we were just talking. Sam said, well, listen, Gerald, this band is breaking up tonight. After you finish this date, Ray Perry is getting ready to go home to Boston. Ray Perry, of course, became a big name with the uh, Lionel Hampton Band. He played alto, sax, clarinet, and violin. 
said, he's leaving. And uh, the other guys are getting ready to go to their respective homes. The band is breaking up. And this was news to me, you know. I said, oh, well, <laughs> I couldn't wait for the next morning to come. When the next morning got there, I called that number, and I got Jimmy Lunsford. And he says, we'll go down to the railroad station in the morning, and there'll be a ticket there and uh, some money for you. That's what I did. You were listening to Gerald Wilson, one of the great American composers and writers and arrangers, still alive and still conducting and playing music. And maybe next week we'll hear some more thoughts and memories from uh, Gerald Wilson as he reminisces on his days with uh, Jimmy Lunsford. I'm Randy McCulligan, and you're listening to In Transition on CHUO-FM Coming to you live from the Media Skywalk at the University of Ottawa, serving the Ottawa Hall area and surroundings at 89.1 FM, and also streaming live on the internet at www.chuo.fm. I'd like to play for you now an interesting trio. They're known as the Sweet Jazz Trio. They comprise of cornet, bass, and guitar. And we're going to listen to some... uh, some beautiful sounds from an Ellington composition entitled What Am I Here For? And we'll listen to the beautiful cornet work from Last Hornquist and the Sweet Jazz Trio. <laughs>
We have a very special guest for you tonight. CHUO 89.1, Canada's only bilingual campus community radio station. Oh, yeah! I know you like that. Hello? We just heard some music from the Sweet Jazz Trio and uh, Bird of Prey Blues. And before that, we heard another track from their album Soft and Quiet and What Am I Here For? Well, we're going to continue with Canadian vocalist Christine Duncan from her album Different Standards. And this is something that she calls Why So Blue? Why so blue? It seems like you've got everything you need. Indeed, a lucky star seems to shine on you. So why so blue? And why so sad? It's not as bad as you would make it seem A dream is just a memory that won't come true So why so blue? Everybody's gotta have a little downtime Sometimes your time is here and you just can't hide Ride the storm, find the shore I'll guide you Why so blue? To steal your heart away Today is another day And I'm here with you So why so blue? Good day Sweet, 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 that'll be, 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 that'
another day and I'm here with you so why so why so blue why so
Écoutez, mon vieux, je viens de lire les résultats de votre thèse d'embauche. Pas fameux, fameux. Vous ne correspondez pas du tout aux critères recherchés. We just heard some music from the great Jessica Williams, and what a number that was. Wrap your troubles and dreams. Mel Brown on drums and Leroy Vinegar on bass recorded September the 10th, 1994 at Atwaters in Portland, Oregon. And before that, we heard some music from Christine Duncan, fine vocalist from the West Coast from her album Different Standards and Why So Blue. I'm not quite sure what happened to Christine Duncan. You don't hear from her much these days, and it would be nice to hear from her. She's a, a splendid vocalist, a beautiful phrasing. And uh, you could tell that she loves to sing. We're going to listen now to the Herbie Mann Sam Most Quintet. And this is a recording that, re that they released many years ago for the Bethlehem label. And it features Sam and Herbie both on flute. The late guitarist Joe P Puma is also featured in the band. Jimmy Gannon on bass and Lee Kleinman is on drums. And we're going to listen to a composition from Sam Most entitled Empathy. Now Sam takes the first chorus and Joe Puma the second.
from guitarist Mark Elf out of New York City and his take on Cole Porter's From This Moment On. And don't forget, next week on I've Heard That Song Before, Stephanie Robinson will be featuring the music of Cole Porter and she'll be taking the airwaves starting at 11 a.m. here on CHUOFM until noon. So you might want to check in and listen to what Stephanie is going to be playing. And before that, we heard some music from uh, Herbie Mann and Sam Most with Empathy. I'm Randy McElligot, and you're listening to In Transition on CHUOFM, coming to you from the University of Ottawa. And we're going to listen now to uh, German sax player Gerd Dudek from his album Crossings Level. And here is something that he calls String Thing.
She's called many places around the world home during her career, including uh, New Zealand, New York, and most recently, London. That was vocalist Louise Gibbs from her debut CD recorded and released in uh, 1997 and simply entitled Invitation. And we heard Miles Davis's great composition entitled Four, featuring Lynn Ariel on piano, Ron McClure on bass, and Steve Davis on drums, and if you don't have this in your collection, I would highly recommend it. This is a great uh, recording, a great debut recording from a fine vocalist who has uh, lots of fun in the studio and has impeccable arrangements to boot. And you might want to give this one a listen. There's 12 uh, compositions on her debut CD, including uh, The Man I Remember, You and the Night and the Music, uh, Invitation, The Thrill is Gone. When We Were One, and a few others as well. Before that, we heard some music from Stan Getz in a what I consider a classic performance that was uh, given at the Shrine Auditorium in 1957, October the 7th, with uh, Oscar Peterson on piano, Herb Ellis on guitar, the late Ray Brown on bass. Boy, did we ever miss him. <laughs> Connie Kay was on drums, and we heard... Uh, the Richard Rogers Lorenz Hart composition, It Never Entered My Mind. Right now we're going to listen to some music from uh, Kenny Garrett from his album Pursuance. It's a tribute to uh, John Coltrane. And we'll listen to uh, After the Rain. And then we'll listen to a couple of uh, tracks from Leo Gandelman, sax player from South America, and uh, Solar 
is the album we'll listen to, and we'll listen to Scania and Bayan Hip Hop, also from the Solar album. But starting things off, Kenny Garrett with The Beautiful After the Rain. Thank you. 
We've just been listening to some music from Leo Gandelman from his album Solar, and that was released in 1990. We just heard Toucan 2, Bayan Hip Hop, and we started off with Scania. And before that, uh, we heard a lovely rendition of Coltrane's After the Rain from his album Pursuance, and that was by Kenny Garrett. I'm Randy McElligot, and you're listening to In Transition on CHUO FM, coming to you from the University of Ottawa. And we're going to go back to Stan Getz, but this time Lionel Hampton's on vibes, Lou Levy on piano, Leroy Vinegar on bass, and Shelley Mann is on drums. And this recording dates back to August the 1st, 1955, recorded in Los Angeles and released on an album entitled Hamp and Getz, released on the Norgrand label. And this composition is entitled Gladys. Thank you. 
course, brand new music from the Sharon Minamoto Quintet, featuring Ross Taggart on tenor sax, Brad Turner on trumpet, Darren Radke on bass, and Bernie Ari on drums, and Sharon Minamoto on piano. Some fine Canadian jazz. We just heard Penalty Shot, and I'm going to play some more music from Sharon in just a little while. And that's from a, a new label called Stellar Live. And if you have a chance, pick up any of the recordings they're, for the most part, excellent. Stan gets before that with uh, Gladys. We're going to listen now to uh, another recording from the Cellar Live label, and this is from uh, a Canadian legend, guitarist Oliver Gannon's quartet is featured here with Gannon on guitar, Miles Black on piano, Miles Hill on bass, and Blaine Widgeard on drums, and they tackle probably one of the toughest compositions from Charlie Parker, Bloom Dito. Thank you. 
We just heard some great music there, fine arrangements from Sharon Minamoto's quintet and Anonymous. My name is Randy McElligot, and you've been listening to Two Hours of Jazz on In Transition. I'll be back next week with some more jazz. Don't forget, coming up at the top of the hour, Oswin with German news, music, and commentary until 4.30 this afternoon. Have a great week. Bye for now.